Welcome to our Daily Inspiration Podcast. As Inspire Church is walking through a 30-day rule of life, whether you are participating fully or just listening, we hope you are blessed. Well, good morning, uh, good afternoon, or uh, good wherever you're listening to this podcast. My name is Joel Eklund. I'm the Associate Pastor up at House of the Lord Church in uh, Old Town, Idaho. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to uh, to get into the content today. Uh, just to give you a little background on uh, actually kind of how I came to be part of this podcast is uh, Pastor Phil and I uh, have been friends for a number of years. We met through a mutual uh, friend and mentor up in Spokane. And um, and just, yeah, over the, over the past few years, we've uh, really, uh, really picked each other's brains a lot. Um, I think that this... This last couple of years, particularly um, when there's been a lot of upheaval and all kinds of stuff going on, uh, both in our uh, in, in the world and in the church, uh, he and I have drawn down a lot from each other, and uh, I'm I'm just so appreciative of uh, of him and the leadership there at Inspire Churches. And um, again, thank you so much for allowing me to uh, to take one of these topics. And uh, uh, today, actually, the I'm going to kind of combine two topics together because. Um, I think that they can't be separated, and it's the topics of discernment and Bible reading. Now, again, initially, um, I had I had taken these two topics, and I was going to do two different uh, two different messages on them. Uh, but you know, as I thought about it more and prayed about it more, I just really it just really became very clear to me that you, you have to you have to be able to talk about both of them in context together, because you can't separate biblical discernment from biblical understanding. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there are, I believe there are two basic distinctions in discernment. Uh, there is like a general discernment that everyone has that has to be cultivated to be enjoyed. You know, in the same way that uh, you didn't wake up one morning and have knowledge. Like you had to actually go get educated to be educated. Nobody woke up one morning with the ability to read, with an understanding of history, with an understanding of mathematics. Obviously, there are people that probably have more of a propensity towards those things. I'm more of a history guy and less of a math guy. But at the same time, I didn't wake up with an inherent understanding of you know, World War II when I was 10, and I was just like, boom, hey, I know about World War II. No, I had to actually cultivate my knowledge to have it. In the same way, discernment has to be cultivated to be enjoyed. Now, there's also, as we see in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, the, what we call the gift of the discerning of spirits. Um, but today, I, I'm just going to mainly land on general discernment, because to be quite honest, you know, it really feels like it. So to give you just a little bit of my background as a uh, as a believer, um, I've been a Christian since I could remember. My dad is uh, uh, my dad has been in ministry since I was like five. Um, I can I can still remember giving my life to the Lord in the parking lot of a you know of a Safeway in Omak, Washington, when I was like six. Um, and all my life, I have grown up in what you would probably know as the charismatic church to, you know, to one degree or another, whether it was, you know, wildly Pentecostal or conservative charismatic, you know, this is for lack of a better term, been the stream that I've been swimming in for a long time. Um, but part of the reason why I believe that discernment is such an important topic right now is because in many places within the body of Christ, especially in America, and this is, by the way, this is not a charismatic problem. This is a church problem. Like there is a lot of what I would I would view as a lack of discernment going on at some of the highest levels in so many different streams right now 
and 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 really it's because we are we are lacking in 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 development of discernment um so what is discernment what is discernment psalm 119 verse 66 says teach me good judgment and discernment and for, uh, for i rely on your commands the Hebrew word that, that, it's really interesting, the Hebrew word that the psalmist right here uses actually means taste. Like, teach me good taste. Okay, so uh, for any of you that like, I, I doubt that anybody right now follows me on social media from Inspire, aside from Pastor Phil, but for any of you that maybe will at some point follow me on Instagram, uh, what you're going to find is that my entire feed is basically memes, Jesus, and smoked meat. Like, that's really, that's all I really care that people like see of my life, you know, on social media. But I got to tell you, uh, you know, one of the most frustrating things about being uh, a parent who is, I mean, I, I'm just going to say it, guys. This is like with all humility. I am very, very good at barbecue. And like, and I know that like some people listening to this, like, you know what I'm talking about. Pa- Pastor Phil is telling me that, um, that you guys have a pretty large demographic of Filipino and Asian cultures and like some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You are very, very good at cooking. Okay. And one of the most frustrating things about being a parent that is very good at what you do, you know what I'm saying, is teaching your child to like things outside of McDonald's, right? Like there's, there's a whole process. There's a whole process that, that you go through to develop good taste within your kids. Why? Because taste is not imparted, it's grown. The appetite that you feed is the appetite that grows, right? Things I, I just had to remind myself that things that I hated as a kid are things that I love as an adult. Why is that? It's because as I've grown and matured, I decided that I wanted to want healthy things. Like, I didn't want all that garbage that I loved as a kid because I knew it wasn't good for me as I, as I was growing older, right? So I had to make a decision that instead of feeding the taste that I had that wanted chicky nuggies all the time, like, I had to feed a different kind of, of appetite in order to want the things that I knew were good for me. Psalm 119.9 says this, How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. <laughs> See, sometimes like we can read this verse and it's almost as though we stop at the how can a young man keep his way pure as though it's some sort of ethereal question, right? Like, oh man, I just don't know how to do this or I don't know how to stay this way or I don't know how to eat better or I don't know how to exercise or I don't know how to do this. It's like, well, it's not, it's not rocket science. Like if you want to get healthier, you have to do things that make you healthy, You're not going to wake up one morning with an innate desire to go to the gym, right? You're not going to wake up one morning with an innate desire to, you know, to to actually eat in such a way that you're going to lose weight. Like if you want something, you have to be determined to go after it. See, both the question and the answer are both here. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word, by keeping my focus on what you've already said, by keeping my focus on what you've already done, right? How, maybe maybe a different question is, how can I keep myself clean from the craziness right now? Again, like I said, it's not rocket science. It's by keeping our eyes on what's most important. Listen, guys, I grew up 
or excuse me, not I grew up. I live in North Idaho right now. Like, guys, I mean, I'm as North Idaho as you can possibly be. I'm like an hour from like the Canadian border. We're North Idaho, North Idaho, okay? What you're seeing in the news, I'm seeing in my backyard. <laughs> and I can tell you that it is very easy right now to get sucked in to the hyper patriotism patriotism movement. Because for so long, much of the church has believed that to be a conservative American is to be a biblical Christian. We have seen patriotism as essential and evangelism as optional. Now, I'm convinced that this is because in many circles, understanding the Bible is not taught. Understanding the Bible is not taught. What do I mean by that? It's that... What we deem to be important when we think about Bible reading is consumption of Scripture, not understanding of Scripture. And I'm not saying you shouldn't read just to read. I'm saying that there are a lot of people who have been reading the Bible for a very, very long time that actually still don't have any idea what it actually means. Because it is really easy with the Bible to impart your meaning onto the text or your perspective onto the text. It's why you can have a hundred Christians reading the same Bible and get a hundred different ideas about what the scripture actually means. We have allowed so much like revelatory preaching in the church that we've been able, we've been able to read our ideology into the text. So whatever it is that's most important, whether whether you seem to be ideologically on the far left or the far right, it's easy for you to take portions of scripture and say, oh, well, this means, blah, you know, blah, 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 and therefore my ideology is accurate. Friend, I got to tell you that the Bible means something. It, like, it really does. It means something. It's not ethereal. It doesn't change. Now, to you know, to be clear, it's a living word, which means that it will, it will reveal, like God will reveal things in season to you that will be applicable to your life. But I got to tell you that the Bible was written for us, but not to us. The reason why this is important is because if we just open up scripture and just start, boom, reading all the way through it without the context, without understanding who it was written to, why it was written, we can come to an entirely different conclusion than both the people that were originally reading it and a different conclusion than the people that were actually writing it. I got to tell somebody, we don't read the Bible. The Bible reads us. The Bible reads us. Like Paul talks about, it's, it's a mirror. The Bible is a mirror for your life. And a mirror doesn't lie. People lie. Like when I look at myself in the mirror, I can do one of two things. Now I can either I can either see the 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 reflection in the mirror as either a blessing or as a bummer, right? Like if I'm determined to see myself negatively, then I'm going to look at this mirror and say, "Wow, you really need to drop some lbs, bro." You know, look at you. You know, this 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 and this, right? I, it's it's not that difficult to fall into condemnation there. Or I can look at it like, "Hey, today is another day to get better." Right? Today is another day to move forward. Today is another day to, you know, to, to, to move on and to go from glory to glory, right? In, in the same way, we can also see the scripture as a as a as almost a 
a jump off point for us ideologically and we can kind of be like oh man you know all this stuff that I'm seeing here and and right here in you know in Philippians you know th- <laughs> this particular passage really just proves that I got a ton of work to do in this culture now friend I got to tell you the most important thing is that you would know Jesus more like that's it you know, I love in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 where Paul talks about knowing God, knowing Jesus, right? He's like, he's like, I want to know him. And like, we love that part. We're like, yeah, me too, Jesus. Like, I can't wait to get into the next worship session or I can't wait to get into the next devotional. I can't wait to get into whatever it is. And we forget that like the way that Paul quantifies this is he says by suffering, of course, I'm paraphrasing here. So just, you know, calm down. Like, he's like, I, I want to know you and I want to join with you in your sufferings so that I can get to know you better. And sometimes like American Christians tend to like read this passage of scripture and we sort of like blast past that last part, right? Because like, whoa, man, like I thought that Jesus died so that I wouldn't have to. Like Jesus suffered so that I would prosper. Like no friend, uh, you actually will come to know Jesus more in your season of difficulty than you will in your season of victory i mean like to be to be fair jesus wasn't suffering all the time right like i'm sure that in his earthly ministry there was a lot of joy there was a lot of you know there was a lot of times of just you know of just basking in the glory and the goodness of god i'm not saying that a christian should suffer all the time but i think that we have to admit that it's easier for us to proof text what we want to see rather than read what is actually written and 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 apply that to our own hearts to grow in discernment is to grow in understanding the scripture i'm going to say that one more time because i that's kind of the key point here of bringing this all together where we're talking about both the bible and discernment to grow in discernment is to grow in understanding the scripture Listen to this. This is Isaiah 8, 19 to 20. And man, this hit me hard as I was as I was uh, preparing for this podcast. And, and obviously, I want to I want to be careful because I want you to know that the Bible means what it means and fulfilled pro- prophecy is fulfilled. Right. Like I don't get to go back into Jeremiah 29, you know, verse 11 and be like, oh, man, this is a prophetic word for my life. Right. No, it was a prophetic word for the Jewish people when they were, you know, in, in captivity in Babylon. Like. Yes, the Lord has a good plans for your life, plans to prosper you, and you know not to harm you. But at the same time, He also had a great plan for all of the disciples' lives, and every one of them except John was martyred. Right? That was the plan to prosper them was martyrdom. So, uh, sorry to end a little bit anticlimactically. That's where we're actually going to stop for today's episode. Uh, next uh, next time, I'm going to be I'm going to be kind of continuing to. Uh, to talk about the correlation between discernment and Bible reading. So thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll hope to, uh, hope to see you soon. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you are inspired as we journey together to reorient our lives in life-giving practices as demonstrated in God's Word.